Hi friends and welcome back to another episode of Open House, a fresh, fun and real podcast where I, Louise Rumble, invite you inside the therapy room with me to learn from some of the very best psychologists, therapists and sex and intimacy coaches that I have found. No topic is off the table, no question too juicy and no experience too shameful. At Open House, everyone is welcome. And we're on a mission to develop a new mental health experience for all because we believe that true happiness is coming home to yourself under the layers and layers of you that society has told you to be. As ever, please remember that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and you should always seek professional medical help when necessary. Now, let's get into it and I'll see you on the other side. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Open House podcast with me, Louise Rumble. Today, I have the incredible Dr. Terry Mack, our OG, back with us. And we are talking the X factor, meeting up with an X, yes or no. I cannot wait to pick Dr. Terry's brains on this because as we started planning this episode, it was very clear that there were a couple of moments When we were planning this episode, it was clear that, yes, there are some situations and scenarios that you can meet up with an ex, but there's also a lot of scenarios and situations when you shouldn't. And I felt like there was this really interesting, almost gray area in between, if we're thinking of it as a continuum, where often we're on one end of the spectrum, but we pretend and we tell ourselves that we're on the other. So we tell ourselves these stories and then we go and meet with them. Now, if anyone's wondering, why are we talking about exes today? The truth is, we're talking about exes because it's all I've been talking about for two weeks, to the point that I genuinely said to Dr. Terry, God, I really could be doing without this episode today. Because I think the truth is that our relationships should be left in the past. I think that is a very important part of a relationship or a person being an ex. What I've realized from my own personal situation is that if you do not have those ending moments during the time when a relationship would end, there is sometimes the danger that hypothetically, if an ex was to reappear two and a half years later, they open up all of the wounds and discussions that should have been dealt with at the end of the relationship when you've moved way past it. Now, I'm talking hypothetically here, but this is exactly what's happened to me. Anyone that's been following my journey will know that my ex-boyfriend reached out to me in February, so a couple of months ago, with an email, very kind, basically just closing the door and giving me the words that I needed to hear two and a half years ago, but that I was never given. This started off a chain of events with me, which was really, I guess, going into the final stages of looking at these wounds that I was left with and in therapy asking myself, have I closed these wounds? Have I healed these wounds? And it was actually a really revolutionary experience for me because I came to this realization that I felt nothing but gratitude for my past. Nothing but gratitude for this person that really, really hurt me. And so when I came back to the UK, I actually replied to him four and a half months later and we met up, we had a little chat. I'm not going to go into the specifics of what happened today. But what I am going to say is that it was redemptive, it was healing, it was cathartic, 
everything that was never said got to be said. But I was able to come at this with two and a half years post wound. And I was able to share that actually I was so grateful that he broke me. He broke my heart into a million pieces because it was the genesis of who I am today. I would not be sitting here talking to Dr. Terry right now. I wouldn't be sitting here doing this podcast if it wasn't for the heartbreak that this person put me through. So I came full circle and had a very beautiful moment where I got to share that. I got to share about my new life, my new partner, how happy I am, ultimately how healthy I am because I wasn't healthy when I was with him. And that was a big thing that came out of meeting up with him was the realization that, wow, I held a narrative around this relationship that it wasn't all roses and rose petals. There were a lot of thorns in that as well. But for me, it was a cathartic experience. I'm glad I did it. But I could also see how meeting up with that person, if you both weren't in a good place, could be deeply damaging. It could reopen old wounds. It could bring back the dynamics of so many things. So enough from me. Today, we're going to be talking to the therapist, the clinical psychologist, the expert, the relationship expert. We're going to be asking her, when should you meet up with an ex? So Dr. Terry, if someone is sitting here listening to this thinking, I think I want to meet up with an ex, where would you start this process if someone came into your therapy room? The first question I would have them ask themselves is why? And what are your motivations? What are your intentions? And what are your expectations for this meeting? And this is really important because, Louise, as you told your story about meeting up with your ex, it was clear that you had done a lot of work. You had the time to heal. It had been two and a half years since that relationship ended. And you were clear about your intentions in meeting up with him. You weren't going into that meeting needing anything from him. And that is so important because if you decide to meet up with an ex, you want to be approaching it from a place of empowerment. And you'll know that you were in a place of empowerment if you don't need anything from them. And if you're not expecting something to happen, because the other question then you need to ask yourself is, what if I don't get what I'm hoping for? What if these expectations aren't met? How am I going to feel? So these are the first questions that I would have someone who wants to meet up with their ex ask themselves. And I will also say if an ex has asked them to meet up, I would ask the ex the same question. Why? Why now? What has changed? What is the purpose of us meeting up? Ask these questions instead of creating your own narrative and story based on your own hopes and expectations, because that could really set you up for disappointment. Okay. I love how we haven't even planned this and you've already literally delivered everything to the people that are listening that my therapist dealt and delivered to me when I went to her and said, this is what's going on. We went through the exact same process and I actually documented this in one of our premium episodes in Supercast, which is asking why. And it was a journey that I went on with my therapist and she literally ran me through these questions. What is your intention? What is your why? And we went back and forth on what that intention was. Was I looking for a sorry for the way that he ended things? Was I looking for, oh, I hurt so much. That's the reason that I did this to you. Was I looking for emotion from him? Was I looking for 
clarification on how much the experience meant to him. Was I looking for, oh, I haven't moved on yet. Have you moved on? We ran through all of these difficult questions in my own personal therapy around what are my intentions. And one of the steps that took me towards reaching out to him and meeting with him was that me and my therapist concluded that my intention, my one and only intention was to thank him. Thank him for how and what he did, even though it was deeply painful, because it has truly benefited and bettered me as a person. And I want him to know that I don't hold the anger and the heartbreak that he probably or that might have got back to him from others over the course of the last two and a half years. So point one, what is your intention? What is your why? You've got to be honest about that. And then I love how you also said, communicate your intention. Because this is another thing that I spoke about in the bonus episode is that it's so open-ended if someone says, or an ex says, oh, I want to meet up with you. And you haven't spoken to them in ages. You don't want to ask why. You don't want to say, why do you want to meet up with me? Because you're like, oh my God, why are they messaging me? Maybe they still love me. Maybe they still want to get back together. Something that my therapist taught me was to communicate exactly that. So when I reached out to him, I said, I'm in town for a couple of days. I would like to meet with you. I would like to share with you the positive impact that our relationship has had on who I am as a person and allow us both to close the door with love. So I shared that intention. So I didn't leave him thinking, oh my God, why does she want to meet me? Maybe she wants to get back with me. I didn't want to leave any space for someone to create a narrative where there wasn't one. And the third thing that you said there is about expectations. That's exactly what I went through in therapy. My therapist helped me understand what happens if you meet with him and he's angry at you? What happens if he meets with you and he isn't grateful for you in the way that you're grateful for him? What happens if the whole narrative that you two have held over the past two and a half years is different and he is angry at you and he wants to demonize you? And what I realized is I'm really okay with that. I really have come to peace with what I went through, with how I acted, with who I've become. And if he isn't on the same page, that's okay. So I love how you've broken that down into these concepts of intentions, communicating your intention and expectations, because that is the exact three-part journey I went through with my own therapist. And by being able to answer all of those questions, I realized I was able to meet with this person with no expectation to communicate my experience and to communicate that intention before I went there so that we could finally just say, thank you, God. Thank you, universe. Thank you, each other for this lesson, this journey that we went on together. I love that. And you were so clear. I think a lot of people are not clear. And I also want to say that your intention may be a hope that you get back together. So you need to communicate that. I know you don't want to, but let's say, Louise, when your ex reached out, you weren't in another relationship. You hadn't really moved on emotionally and you were really hoping, hey, maybe we can give this another chance. If we were talking about it, I would have had you say to him, I'm only interested in meeting up if something has changed and there's an opportunity and you are feeling like there's an opportunity to try again. And the reason I would want you to put that out there is to see how they respond to that. Because a lot of times an ex may reach out to you because eh, they're bored. They saw something that reminded them of you. And so they reach out without considering fully what their intentions are or what the impact on you could be. 
And so again, being very honest with yourself and then just communicating that because you don't want to waste your time meeting up with somebody if you really want to get back together and they're clear that they don't. Don't put yourself through that again. You've already went through it once, likely. And I think that also brings me to the point of, are you coming to this meeting from the wound or from the scar? This is something that my therapist taught me is that I was able to go and meet with him because I was coming to the relationship from the scar. It had healed from me, the scab, the wound, everything had gone. I have moved on. I am so happy in my life, in my relationship. I'm able to just look back with gratitude. I was coming from the scar. However, if you step into that from the wound, that is when things get really messy. And I could imagine that you could open up that heartbreak all over again, or you could open up that rejection all over again, and you might have to relive what you went through all over again. And you mentioned the word time there, wasting each other's time. I think that's so important when we're talking about intention. But I'd also love to talk about time in terms of how long is the right time to meet up with someone? Because I don't know if there's an answer to that. I'd love to pick your brains as the therapist. What are your thoughts on how soon is too soon? Should you be meeting up at the end of the relationship to say goodbye and then waiting until you're over it? Or yeah, I think this time thing is so difficult. I'd love your thoughts on that. Yeah, it's a really good question. There isn't a one size fits all answer here. But let's say the breakup is recent or it's kind of still happening. Sometimes if both people understand the relationship is ending and nothing major happened where there's a lot of hurt or anger. Sometimes it can be healing to have one last meeting where you ask the questions that you want answers to, that you share feelings, that you get any clarity. Again, like Louise, in your situation, you weren't given that opportunity, right? Your ex just disappeared. And so you didn't get that closure that you were looking for and you dealt with that. But if there is that opportunity to come together process the ending and say goodbye, that can be a beautiful thing. However, if you find yourself doing that over and over again, one of you isn't being honest with yourself about the purpose of that meeting, because if you're not actually letting go and you're continuing to have those conversations, something else is probably going on. In terms of timing, you also want to ask yourself, where am I in my healing process? Just like you were talking about, am I coming from the wound or am I coming from the scar? You want to ask yourself, is this going to help my healing or hinder my healing? And a lot of times it's so easy just to want to go back to that person, to be around them, to see them again. And you may do that. You have to pay attention to how you feel afterward because you have to at some point really let go and move on. So if it's been months or even years after the breakup. Still ask yourself the same question. Where am I? And have I healed from this? And then we go back to those same questions. What are my intentions? What are my expectations? What do I want out of this? I think this concept around time is a really fascinating one because we can't control how things end a lot of the time because you can't control another human being. So often we're not able to control an outcome when there's two of us who are hurt, pulling away, pulling towards, et cetera, et cetera. What I have learned through two and a half years of sustained silence after my breakup is that whilst that was excruciatingly painful, it was arguably one of the best things 
that ever happened to me because in that silence, you are forced to reflect and to heal and to move on. Yes, I would have loved to have had that goodbye piece where we met and said goodbye and said all the things that we said recently. Unfortunately, that wasn't possible. So I think if you have had that taken away from you, I know that all you want to do is climb back to that and cling back to that and get that piece of closure. But ultimately, learning to exist in the silence is going to be one of the hardest but most healing things that you can do. So if anyone's listening to this and you want to meet up with that person, but they won't even entertain it, sometimes you do have to acknowledge and admit, I'm not going to get a goodbye. I am not going to get closure. I am not going to get connection. And I just want to tell you that you can move on without it. I moved on without it. And there were many moments where I thought, I cannot do this. I cannot heal without that goodbye conversation. But you can. So I think I just wanted to communicate that for anyone that's listening to this and they don't get the opportunity. And I think now this probably brings us to a part of the episode where I'd love it if we could dig into why people want to meet up with their ex. We've spoken about asking yourself why, but what are the main reasons that you see in your practice when people come through the door, why they would want to meet up with an ex? I think it would be really helpful to run through some of those so people can reflect and be like, which category do I fit into? Yeah, this is a really good question. So the first reason I think that people sometimes want to meet up with an ex is because they're not over the ending of the relationship. And they want to try to convince this person why they should get back together. They're hoping for a reconciliation. And this is one of the most powerless positions we can take when we're meeting up with an ex, because just like you said, we have no control over how somebody else is feeling about us or the relationship. And if the relationship ended, of course, that means there were issues. So this is one of the most common that I see is people want to meet up with the ex because they're hoping they can get back together with the ex. I think it's so fascinating what you say, a relationship ended because there were issues, because one of the hugest parts of my own healing journey has been how the narrative that I built post-breakup was that the relationship was just love, love, life-changing love. And actually, one of the craziest things I had from meeting up with my ex two and a half years later was the sobering reality, which was that there was also a lot of things that were not love in that relationship, which led to him leaving, which my inner child couldn't handle and just went into shock and just built this narrative around this is it, this is love, love, love. So I think it's also really important to, in that moment, understand just because you feel this deep longing for this person, it doesn't mean that they're the one. It doesn't mean that it was necessarily the relationship for you. And I think that is where understanding this piece around nervous system healing and regulation and looking into your inner child. And I think my final point here is that if you're in this situation, Sarah Murphy, who contributes to this podcast, taught me such a fascinating thing, which is that if you are really struggling with a breakup, you need to ask yourself two questions. One, what pain did that person take away by being with you? And two, what wound did they shine a light on when they left? And I've got goosebumps because that for me was just like, holy fuck, post breakup, you are not able to function. You cannot 
delineate right from wrong and love from toxic and all of these different things. But that question, I think, can really help you in that heartbreak period start to realize so many times it is your inner child that is longing for this person rather than your actual adult. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I totally agree. I think sometimes our relationships are serving us as a way to distract us from work we need to do or distraction from who we truly are. So when that goes away, it does give us an opportunity to say, okay, what's hurting here? Of course, there's grief over the person and the relationship, but it's usually deeper than that. And if we move on to the next reason that a lot of times people want to meet up with their ex, it's directly related. And that's because sometimes when we aren't in a relationship, we feel like we're invisible. We feel like we're insignificant. If nobody's seeing or telling us how amazing and beautiful and fun and desirable we are, we feel like those things aren't true. And sometimes we want to meet up with an ex again to feed those ego needs and to get that validation. See me. Oh, do you still want me? Do you want to get back with me? Are you jealous that I've moved on? And again, while it seems like this could be a position of power, it's actually a position of disempowerment because you have no idea how your ex feels about you, whether they're going to give you validation or not, whether they want you back or not. And it shouldn't be about that. So ask yourself, do I want to meet up with them to show them what they're missing, to get more compliments, to get any sign that I'm important or beautiful? And if that's true, it's not in your highest interest to be meeting up with them if that's the reason you're going. Yeah, I just love how we can tie this back to the wounded child inside of you. And that wounded child is just saying, do you love me? Do you still think I'm pretty? Did you love me? We're looking for that external validation from outside of us. And I think that's such an important question to ask. Are you thinking about going to meet with them and you're planning your outfit and doing your hair and doing your makeup? That for me was such a clear thing when I met up with my ex was that I literally just woke up that morning, jumped in the shower, like pulled on whatever I was wearing the day before, threw a big shirt over the top of it because I didn't want to be wearing this like little skimpy anything. I didn't want to be showing off my body. So I wore this huge oversized shirt and just grabbed my dog and just walked out the door. So it was a good realization for me that I think I even wore a baseball cap because my hair was dirty. There was no like trying to be a certain version of me to make him feel X, Y, Z. Whereas if I'd met up with him in the first six months, absolutely, that would have been me trying to make him see or feel what he'd lost. So I think that's a really good question is, again, asking what's your intention here? Yeah, I love that. Maybe just be like, yeah, and it's normal and natural that you want them to think that you're attractive. Ultimately, post-breakup, it needs to be a focus on bringing stuff back into you rather than focusing on stuff outside of you. Yeah. Yeah, I love that's how you felt when you were meeting up with your ex. And again, that's a clear indication that you had healed and moved on. And it is normal, of course, to want to look good or feel good in front of an ex. But... If you have truly moved on and healed from that, you won't be looking for that sort of validation from them. You won't need that from them. And again, if you're feeling like you do want that or need that, it means you're still vulnerable. And it's probably not a good idea to be meeting up with that ex. And the last reason a lot of times that I see people wanting to meet up with an ex is because they want to get revenge 
they're hoping that they can be the one to reject their ex. So we feel like, oh, we moved on. So I'm going to meet up with him or her and they'll probably want to be back with me, but I'm going to reject them this time. And again, that's still a powerless position. You have this illusion of power. But in that case, it's the opposite of what you did, Louise, because you were acting out of love, right? Love, gratitude, appreciation. And when we're showing up to reject someone or hurt somebody just to make ourselves feel better, that is not in our highest good. Because at the core of it, we're all just love. And our highest good is always acting from that loving place to ourselves first, and then with whatever overflow we have to other people. So if you're still feeling vulnerable to your ex, And any of the things that we've talked about, you're wanting to get back together, you're wanting validation, you want to change their mind, or you want to reject them and try to regain this power, those are all really bad reasons to meet with your ex. I absolutely love how not only we started the episode with this kind of breakdown of what's your why, what's your intention, what's your expectation, and how and should you communicate that. But I also love that in that first category, what's your intention? We've now broken this down into so many different things that you see, so many drivers that you see in practice. And just to recap those, like you said, it might be that you're not over it, or there's a desire for reconciliation, or you're looking for that ego boost or validation that you meant something to them and that the experience that you shared meant something to them and that you are worthy of being picked and chosen and loved. Maybe it's that you want to change their mind. Maybe it's that you want to show them what they're missing. Or maybe it's that, like Terry said, you want to regain the narrative or you even want to get revenge and show them I've moved on, fuck you. And I think that fuck you probably brings us to another point, this wanting to meet up with someone to express anger. Maybe they cheated on you. Maybe they did you dirty. Maybe they did you wrong. For me, in the first six to 12 months of that breakup, I was very angry at how I was treated, at how things were ended, at the audacity of how you could share a life-changing experience like that with someone to then just literally treat me like a piece of shit on the bottom of your shoe. So I think there's a couple more things that we want to go through. And I'd love to just start with anger, expressing anger. How do you see that showing up in practice? So having these feelings of anger and wanting to express them to an ex, depending on who you are, maybe growth, right? Like maybe you're someone who doesn't normally give yourself permission to express anger and set boundaries and tell people how they impacted you. Or maybe it's not growth. But either way, you need to really ask yourself, do I need to do this in person? And do I need to express this anger actually to my ex? Or is it enough for me to process it on my own? And I don't have the answer for everybody. It's a question that everybody will need to reflect on. Sometimes you get the anger out by talking with friends, by journaling about it, and over time, you can release it. There may be times when you feel like it will be in your best interest, in your highest self's best interest to meet up with someone and express anger. But I would tell you that if you choose to do that, you need to let them know ahead of time. There are some things I need to tell you about how you made me feel or the way you impacted me. And I'm wondering if you're open to hearing that. 
You also need to consider who the sex is and what the relationship was like, because a lot of times people try to be heard even after a breakup by an ex who never heard them in the first place, who never held room for their feelings, who never took responsibility. And you don't want to put yourself back in another interaction with an ex who isn't going to hear you, is just going to be defensive. If that is the case, it's probably better for you to process that anger on your own because it's not going to do any good. So you really have to consider the dynamics of the relationship and, again, how you're going to feel about the other person's response or reaction to your anger. You don't want to hand your power away. Does that make sense? It makes total sense and it ties us back to that second point of what we spoke about at the beginning, which is the no expectations. If you are going into this with an expectation, then you are increasing your likelihood to be hurt and to open up the wound all over again. So I love that question. If you go into this interaction getting absolutely nothing, can you be okay with that? Because if you can't be okay with that, you should not be meeting with them. And I think that brings us to this point as well around we dream after this ending, this romantic ending, this goodbye where I love you. I love you so much. I'm so grateful for what we shared. You hug and oh, all these things. But the truth is that by the time you have broken up, there is often so much damage that has been done. There is so much mess in the relationship that this hope for this nice goodbye is often absolutely just not even a possibility. I wanted to ask your thoughts on this piece around closure, this dream of a nice goodbye. I dreamt about it. I wanted to have that closure. I wanted to say goodbye to my best friend. It's not unreasonable to want to have a nice goodbye. But the truth is where we were at that point and the way that he handled conflict and heartbreak was shut down. So I'd love to just talk about this final point of why people want to meet up with their ex. Closure. Yeah, there's a big difference. I will say there is a difference between a lovely goodbye and closure. They are not always the same thing. And we're never guaranteed that we're going to get the kind of goodbye that we want. We are only in charge of how we show up. And our feelings, we can't project those onto anyone else. We can't control how somebody else feels. So you may want this really loving, even romantic goodbye. You're only 50% of that. So again, it's those expectations. Now, there are plenty of ways to get closure without meeting up with your ex. And again, if you're honest with yourself and you ask yourself, am I vulnerable? Are these wounds going to be opened up if I go back and meet with my ex trying to get closure or for any other reason? You shouldn't do it. But you can get closure by journaling your feelings. You can get closure by talking and processing your feelings with other people, with friends, with a coach, with a therapist. You can get closure, and I know we're going to talk about this later, by writing a letter that either you send or you don't send. Now, sometimes you may have questions that you would like answers to, or you may have some things that you would like to express to that person. Again, consider who this person is and the state of the relationship at the end. Sometimes both people are open to that and they can ask those questions and get answers. They can say the things that they want to say and feel heard by the other person. 
again, those are probably two really healthy people that are both in mutual agreement that the relationship is ending. It's not the majority of cases that I see. So there is a difference between this romanticized goodbye and closure, and closure can mean a lot of different things. Indeed, closure can mean a lot of different things. And I think one of the most profound things that I've learned on my therapy journey is if you replace the word closure with the word connection, it can open your eyes to a lot of different things. If you say, I deserve closure, you have to give me closure after everything we've been through. If you replace that with the word connection, it's I deserve connection after everything we've been through. Like I deserve this. That for me was really, really interesting. And that was me for a very long time. It was like, I deserve this closure. You took this closure away from me. So I'd love your thoughts on that piece about deserving closure, deserving connection after what you've gone through with someone. Yeah, I think what you're saying is how many, many people feel after a breakup. And many people can get stuck there. And it's a very powerless position. It's like you're saying, you have to give me something before I can be okay. And the truth is, yes, of course, you deserve closure. But that doesn't mean you're going to get it. It doesn't mean anybody has to give it to you. And like you've said time and time again, Louise, you may not get that. And when you replace that word closure with connection, the connection may not come from your ex. The connection is going to come from your connection to yourself and your feelings and your experience to your support system to the other connections in your life. And oftentimes people get stuck trying to get that connection with the person that hurt them or that ended the relationship. And they forget that one detail. They keep saying, but we're meant to be together. This is my soulmate. But if somebody let you go and doesn't want to be with you and work on building something, they're not your soulmate. You have to move on. I know it's easier said than done, but I just wanted to make that point. Yeah, you're so right. And I think one of the hardest pieces about my own personal experience was exactly that, this truth that no one owes you anything. They don't have to give you anything. And as a huge communicator, hugely empathetic, I just could not understand that. Like I would always want to have the conversation and close out the cycle and share how I feel and you share how you feel. It really was a hard home truth to acknowledge that I was not guaranteed a goodbye. Like you said, you are only 50% of the relationship. Sure, a healthy person might handle a breakdown in a relationship in one way, but the truth is you can't control that. You are not guaranteed anything. And I think my final point for this episode is if you are really struggling with that point around not being heard not being given the forum to share, not being given the forum to connect and to close. Because that was me. That silence drove me fucking bananas. Like it really actually exposed one of the biggest wounds of everything that I have is this wound of silence, is this wound of rejection. And that is why I am so grateful for my ex-boyfriend, because the way that he left enabled me to go on the journey to see why it fucked me up so much. Why did it fuck me up so much? It fucked me up so much because of my relationship with my father and him being on the spectrum and the way that he communicates or communicated when I was younger. There was nothing more painful for me than silence. 
And that's what my ex-boyfriend gave me. So if you are in that point where you cannot move on, you cannot move on until they speak to you. You cannot move on until you get the goodbye, till you get to share what you've experienced, till they get to say, thank you, I like you, I care for you, even if in that moment they fucking don't. I would say to you, why does your inner child need to be seen and heard so desperately? Why is silence so damaging because I do think there will be people listening to this thinking you don't understand I have to see them I deserve that I have to have a goodbye and if you are in that category I want you to understand that there's another category of people out there they're listening to this and they're saying hey Dr. Terry's right I don't really need to say goodbye things didn't end very well we had a really good time together it's time that we close the door on this and then you got the people like me that cannot even fathom ending a relationship without having that conversation. So I'd love your thoughts on that final point about if you are going crazy without this closure and connection. The truth is, and I know this may sound controversial, but everything that happens to us is a gift if we choose to see it that way. So yes, if you are stuck in this powerless position saying, I need it, I deserve it, I can't move on without it, you need to change the story because that is simply a story. Those are simply thoughts and beliefs that are keeping you stuck. The truth is you don't need anything to be okay. Yes, you will be in pain. You will have to grieve the relationship. But if the story changes to, I don't want to be with someone who treats me this way anyway, I don't need to have a conversation to know that I'm worthy and I'm lovable. And let me think about what this relationship and this ending taught me. And again, always with compassion, always with self-support, no self-blaming, no beating yourself up or feeling not good enough. But how is this helping me along my path? If you start to change the stories you tell, you will be able to get back into the flow of life. And you will discover you don't need your ex to do anything. They've already released you and it's up to you now. Oh, that is such a perfect place to end this because that was the exact journey that I went on. And that is why I went to say thank you to my ex, to close that door that he never allowed me to close, but ultimately to say thank you, Sean, the biggest flashlight on the biggest wound that I had that I didn't even knew existed. And if you had not have left in the way that you left, I would never have gone on this journey of healing that wound and ultimately becoming a 100 times healthier version of me than I ever was before. So I think that is the perfect place to end this. I'm so excited to get into the part two of this episode. We are going to talk about the only circumstances when you should meet up with an ex. So we're going to really give people that hard and fast guidance. We're also going to talk about this concept of can it be done via text? Can it be done in a letter? I have a lot to say on this or does it need to happen in person? So if you guys enjoyed this, come and join us on part two. So thank you so much. I feel like this has been such an important episode. We haven't spoken about heartbreak or exes or anything like that on here in honestly like a year and a half. So I think that this is such an important episode. I'm so grateful for your time. Thank you, Dr. Terry. And I will see you next episode. Thanks, Louise. Bye, everyone. 
Hello, I'm Mark. And I'm Bethan. And we're the hosts of Seeing Red. We deliver intriguing, terrifying and dumbfounding true crime stories each and every week. With a focus on cases from the UK, we do occasionally venture overseas. We've covered everything from the mysterious death of professional footballer Emiliano Sala to the attempted murder of Victoria Cilias, a woman who fell from the sky and lived to tell the tale. Binge our bulging back catalogue and join us every Wednesday for a new episode of Seeing Red.